Welcome back, everybody, to the Ohioan Podcast. Craig Schaub here with Bob Garver, our New York City film critic. Bob, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, well, fresh off of a gigantic box office weekend last week, Jurassic World Dominion, which is uh, assuming the end of a, the second trilogy here and, and maybe the end of the Jurassic World franchise, uh, comes to us with a well over $140 million box office return. Bob, what did you think of Jurassic World Dominion? I actually kind of liked this one. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, Chris, um, yeah, this uh, movie features uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, their characters having to um, go to a mysterious scientific facility uh, that houses dinosaurs to rescue the uh, clone that they've been uh, sort of taking care of for the past four years. And also... And also the uh, the child of the uh, of the raptor that he still kind of keeps as a pet. Um, meanwhile, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum are back. Um, they're they're also going to this uh, scientific facility that houses dinosaurs to um, to stop a plague of locusts, uh, dino locust hybrids that's been terrorizing the planet um, by uh, destroying a bunch of crops and. Uh, having adverse effects on the global food market. But, um, yeah, I mean, these movies are usually about these characters. Yeah, these movies are usually about these characters sneaking around a facility, avoiding dinosaurs that want to chomp down on everyone else. Um, unique to this version is that there's a uh, chase in uh, Malta, a dinosaur chase involving some dinosaurs that have been uh, set on... Uh, chasing and killing uh, the Pratt and um, Bryce Dallas Howard characters. And uh, so that we get this really tight car chase in um, Malta that uh, is li like something out of the Born Identity movies. Okay. You know, obviously these movies have been ultra popular and it, potentially could spawn more sequels and prequels and whoever knows what else because of the money that's involved. But, um, you know, what did you like about this? Was it just the action sequences? What, what, what kind of stood out here and, and, and maybe why you liked it? I like the chase in Malta. Um, I also like that uh, Neil Dern and Goldblum are back uh, because I can cheer for them. I, I'm happier to cheer for them than the, um, the Pratt and Howard characters that never really caught on with me. Right. You know, what was it like for you to, to kind of see those, you know, the, the three original cast members come back? Did it make sense to you? Did it matter if it made sense that they were back in this world? It, it made sense. Okay. I thought, uh, I, maybe Neil is a little shoehorned in, but um, the other two, they come up with pretty, pretty good reasons for them to be back. Okay. Well, final. What's your uh, final grade here on Jurassic World Dominion? B minus. I'm not. I'm not huge on these movies, and I never have been. Right. But um, th this one's this one's passable, and the fact that it's probably the end is a big relief. <laughs> I get that. Well, a hundred. I'm basing the B minus prim primarily yeah. on relief, which maybe I shouldn't do, but I. I don't know. It carried me. Uh, 
Well, you know, in a 145 million over the weekend, a, a very nice off box office take uh, in what really, you know, was a, a pretty nice weekend overall for the box office with Top Gun Maverick still holding pretty strong. Um, we are certainly in the the summer movie season, and the the box office seems to be somewhat pretty healthy here lately in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I've been very very pleased with um, uh, Top Gun Maverick, and then. Uh, what was it? What was last weekend? Um, that was as far as that you had the uh, Doctor Strange clocked in. Oh, the do- okay, the Doctor Strange one. That's what I'm. Yeah, thinking. it was a pretty big drop off from from Top Gun to Doctor Strange, but definitely seeing the top two movies, I think um, you know, have inspired maybe a little bit of uh, hope that the box office is getting back to normal. So. We'll see how it continues as the summer moves along. But uh, our next movie here is Crimes of the Future. Uh, this is a David Cronenberg film. So David Cronenberg, Cronenberg um, probably one of those director names that you've heard of in the mainstream, but maybe don't quite know a lot of his movies. Um, but a couple movies that stand out for me, A History of Violence, Eastern Promises, or a couple of good ones of his. What did you think here of Crimes of the Future? Well, Crimes of the Future is uh, very much him going back to his body horror roots, uh, specifically with The Fly, speaking of Jeff Goldblum from earlier. Um, But uh, yeah, this is about a a future where pain uh, has been pretty much eradicated by by science. Uh, But uh, there's one guy who insists on still feeling pain and still uh, creating art based on his pain. Uh, specifically, the condition that afflicts him is that he can uh, still grow organs. He just he just grows organs involuntarily, and he has them removed as part of these avant-garde art performances. Um, he's also um, he's also an undercover cop uh, trying to uh, take down a ring of people that want to uh, replace the human digestive system with one that can process plastic. All right. Well, I, you know, and I know, uh, I guess you would call him a frequent Cronenberg collaborator, uh, Vigo Mortensen, who's starred in a couple of Cronenberg movies, although it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since he's been in a Cronenberg movie, but, uh, you know, Vigo Mortensen, Kristen Stewart, Leia Sadu. Uh, you know, overall, what you did you like this film? I mean, it seems a uh, well, it's super it's weird. Like, I, I guess it would have to be with a premise like that. Yeah. Uh, so, what'd you think overall of this? What's your uh, final grade on Eastern uh, on on Crimes of the Future? Anything stand out about it? Uh, well, definitely the. Um... I guess overall tone, I guess, is what I would I would say is really weird about this movie because it uh, gets into some pretty far out concepts about uh, how far you can push the human body. Uh, but I I gave it a B minus. Um, you know, it's it's been sold as kind of this movie that people dare each other to watch. Hmm. And um, I don't think it. I don't think it really reaches those those limits. Okay. Um, even though it it, push, it pushes the envelope, but it doesn't break the barrier. As okay. far as just being shocking. Well, and I'm assuming good performances by the lead the lead yeah. cast. I mean, yeah, they're usually good performances, especially by Viggo Mortensen. Sure. Okay. All right. Well. Uh... 
Crimes of the Future sounds uh, sort of like a Cronenberg film, as you were describing it. So we'll uh, see how that one plays out. Next up, our, our last movie of the of the uh, day here is Watcher. Tell us a little bit about Watcher. Uh, Watcher is about a, a movie about a woman who uh, moves to Romania with her husband. Um, you know, she doesn't speak the language. Uh, so she's very much out of place. He he works all day. She is apparently just um, going to stay home all day, um, you know. And she's you know lonely and out of place. Um, and she feels that a neighbor across the street is uh, always looking in at her apartment, and she feels uh, stalked by him. Okay. Um- anything uh, stand out about this film performances just anything stand out boy i th- you uh, you really feel for this character the main actress um maika monroe uh she's she's really good at uh just just being scared all the time okay. um, yeah this is a this is a pretty tough thriller okay a lot of twists and turns then i would imagine or uh, is it just kind of a straightforward just kind of a thrilling film just kind of just kind of a straightforward uneasiness okay that they uh that's constantly permeating the screen um until the last five minutes or so and we start getting some answers and it, it can't really live up to uh to to all the suspense that's been built before it but all, all the suspense building is really good okay um, yeah, this is uh, definitely sort of an under-the-radar film right now. Uh, I'm not really all that familiar with much of the cast or the director. Um, you know, is this uh, was this sort of a pleasant surprise? Is this l- a little bit of a hidden gem maybe that people should seek out? What did you think of Watcher? Um, I, I really liked it. I gave it a B. Um, it's kind of like a Hitchcock's Rear Window meets okay. um, a couple of uh, Polanski movies. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, so kind of like the the best movies from those guys without the weird personal baggage. Okay. All right. Well, a, a B there for Watcher. Uh, Bob, what do you have coming up for us next week? Lightyear. All right. The uh, latest and the the first in a couple of years for Disney Pixar to release in theaters. Lightyear should be interesting to see the origin story of the Buzz Lightyear toy. Um, Chris uh, Chris uh, Evans will be voicing Buzz Lightyear, so that'll be interesting to see uh, your thoughts on that. Well, we definitely appreciate it, Bob. Thanks so much for stopping by. Have fun at the movies this week, and we will talk more next week when we uh, review Lightyear. Thank you very much. This is the highlight of my week. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.